You are listening to God the MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition Podcast, Episode 011. Welcome to the Godly MBA, Marketing Beyond Ambition. This is the only podcast that will share and teach actionable and biblical marketing strategies to empower you, the value-based business owners and Christian entrepreneurs. Learn to communicate your message effectively in this noisy world so you can finally earn more, serve more, and give more. Now, here is your host, Kelly Botter. Hello, Katie Butler here. Welcome to God the MBA podcast. As a business grows, we all know that we cannot do everything by ourselves. I would be the first person to admit that I am so guilty in this area. Since I'm quite taggy and blessed with designer's taste when it comes to graphic. So I used to do everything myself. Well, way too many things, I would say, in my online business. I do hire out from time to time for different tasks, but not like my recent podcast launch. I'm super blessed to have my super VA Andrea and my fantastic podcast editor, Emma, to form my A-team, I would say. You know, it's a process to find the right person and train them to be part of the team. Our team is under the first P, under the five P that we mentioned about in the second episodes, right? We mentioned people. It's way beyond just to hire for the task. To help us all to hire the right virtual assistants, I reach out to the superstar in this area. She is Trevenia Barber. Trevenia is the founder and CEO of Priority VA a virtual assistant placement firm that matches online business owners with highly skilled administrators. They are handpicked by Trevenia, a virtual assistant herself with 12 years of executive level experience. Priority VA virtual assistants are an elite workforce who tame the maintenance of online business life with order, efficiency, and style. They serve speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, podcasters, and bloggers. According to her, a priority VA assistant allow passionate business owner like you and me to stop sweating the small stuff and focus on what we do best. Guess what? God has a surprise in store for Trevenia, but she did not know that till the end of the show. Curious? Well, stay till the end to find out. Now, that's chat with Trevenia. Hi, Trevenia. So happy that you are here. Welcome to the show. Kelly, thank you. It is my honor to be here with you today. Well, you know, before we hop on this conversation, I, you know, I kind of already tell people how awesome you are, but we want to hear from yourself. 
uh, tell us a little bit about where you're from and who you are and how on the earth you become this super star in the VA space. Everybody know about you when it comes to hiring the help. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that. Well, first of all, um, so I'm Trevenia, and I live in Denver, Colorado. I actually, was actually born and raised here. So my husband and I, who have been married for um, 15 years this September, we have four lovely little ladies, all girls in our house, ranging from ages three to 13. So we've got quite the spread there. And I own Priority VA. You know, I've been a virtual assistant in some capacity for the past 13 years, ever since I had my first child and uh, really just started working in this VA space because I wanted to be at home uh, a little bit more with my new baby and with each successive child that I had and or adopted we just decided that we needed to be at home more and then when our third child came we really realized I had to be home all the time. And so that's how uh, I became full-time virtual assistant. And about four years ago, I started hiring subcontractors to work with me because I was really busy. And three years ago, we decided this is a business. Like we need to get a name for this business and get a tax ID number because this is a little bit more than Trevenia just being busy. And so Priority VA was born and we have about 80 clients now. I have about 54 virtual assistants that work uh, with us as subcontractors. And really our goal is to help entrepreneurs know that they don't have to do it alone. And you know they can subcontract with us for as little as five hours a week doing a lot of different tasks. And then, you know, our the sort of subcategory of why I started this business is that I know that I wanted to be home and I wanted to earn an income for my family, but I also wanted to be able to go to field trips with my daughter, right? Or go be room mom, as terrifying as that was for me. I wanted to be able to go do those things with my kids at their school and I couldn't go into a full-time corporate gig job. And so I really feel like we offer that for our virtual assistants as well. You know, they get to either pursue other passions I have a VA that loves painting, you know, and so she gets to pursue a passion of painting or other VAs that, you know, want to go on field trips with their kids. So it's kind of a fun business and, you know, we're really going along at a great clip and, and impacting a lot of lives right now. And that's awesome. Yeah. So actually, this is almost like, I don't know how many win actually, win for the VA that you're hiring, win for yourself, win for the clients you are impact lives and win for the clients, clients. The lives they are changing, my goodness, I mean, that is like an all the way wing, isn't it? Yeah, you know, we've said like, I'm not curing cancer over here. I know that I'm not, but I really do feel that what we're doing is important. And the ripple effect of what something as simple as email management can do for somebody's life, you know, for the client's life, the VA's life, it's just this effect is so much more far reaching than I think people give it credit for. And so that's kind of what I'm here for, to be that advocate for there's a purpose behind all of this. And, and it really is more than just, you know, booking travel arrangements. Yeah, surely not. Many of my audience, I'm sure yours too, I mean, we know that we cannot do everything ourselves, right? As much as we have that super women syndrome, a superhero that Chris Ducker would say. But at the same time, I knew I felt that way too before I hired someone, that we feel like scared and unsure to hire our first help. So how do we deal with that? 
What I love about the position that I'm in, uh, in being a virtual assistant, because I still am a VA and I actually do VA work for one client now, but I'm also a CEO and a business owner and I'm growing and scaling a business. And so it puts me at this just really interesting perspective. I get to have, you know, the calm of a VA of like, it's not a big deal, but then I get to have the paranoia and panic of a CEO of like, I have to give my VA my credit card number and what if she goes off and, you know, takes all my money or whatever. (laughs) Um, And so it's an interesting kind of precipice that I get to balance and really figure out what it's like to be a CEO and what it's like to have to give over tasks. I recently gave over my inbox to my virtual assistant and, you know, she handles all of those things. And I was a little bit nervous. It's like, what if she, what if she replies to something the way I don't want her to, or, you know, what if she deletes something I really wanted to see? And, and so I think that as business owners, one of the things that we can do is to let go slowly. You know, we don't have to just give over the keys to the kingdom to our businesses. And I took, you know, incremental steps to outsourcing. I would at first outsource tiny little projects to 99designs or Fiverr, you know, just something to get my feet wet at outsourcing and subcontracting and really just figuring out what that was going to feel like for me. And then really at some point, you do have to give over the keys to the car. You have to, or we're always going to be sort of, I I call it a helicopter CEO. You know, we're going to be hovering all the time, just like a helicopter parent, right? And that kid's never going to be able to learn to ride a bike if we're always holding on to the back of the seat. And I think the same is true with a virtual assistant. They can't ever truly impact your business if you're always hovering and like triple checking and double checking and you know micromanaging everything they do and so it's definitely a balance but for those that are nervous and scared I think key things that people feel as roadblocks to working with a virtual team or getting the help they need really because that's what it's called is money they're scared you know their businesses aren't you know they're not million dollar businesses yet. And so they're worried about that. And I think there's ways to combat that. Maybe a boutique service like mine isn't the answer for somebody right now, but there's Upwork and there's Fiverr and there's Craigslist. You know, there's a lot of different ways that we can find the support that we need without having to spend you know, a million dollars, you will have to kind of go through the weeds to, to find the diamond in the rough. You know, there's a little needle in the haystack on Upwork and there are some gems of human beings on there, but you kind of got to go through a few bad seats to get to the great apple and that's okay. You just have to know that going into it and set a budget for what you're willing to spend as you're sort of testing this out and go from there. And then I think the second thing that people often struggle with when they're thinking about getting virtual help is how do I find somebody that knows what I need them to know, right? Like they're always nervous that the person's not going to have the skill set. And and that's where I think you have to do your homework and you have to vet the person, you know, pretty well to help discern if they know what they're doing. For us, we actually put people through a gauntlet, a seven stage process in our business to figure out, can they do what they say they can do? But for those people who maybe can't, aren't at the level to have services like ours and have somebody do that for you, I think it is important to give them little test projects and see, you see how they do, you know, maybe have them write a little bit of copy for you and just see, you know, how they would do it. Maybe you would give them an email Um, and say, how would you respond to that? And, you know, see what their temperament is like and and what they're able to do. So I think that we got to push those fears aside if we're ever going to be successful at outsourcing and scaling our business, right? And so you got to just face the fear and and do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
And then, so what kind of tasks actually shall we hire out? You can hire out almost anything. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I, I used to, I used to tease like I can't bring you your coffee, but I can order it for you. You know,、um, but I, I typically put things into four different categories when I'm working with a potential client, and they're like, "What can a VA do for me?" You know, and and we've got some downloads on our website that can help people get the ideas flowing. But、um, what I typically tell people to do is put things in four categories. Just like if you were maybe dictating out your nutrition, if you were gonna, you know, start eating healthier, you're trying to figure out what's making your stomach hurt, you know, and a nutritionist might say. Log everything that you eat, maybe how you feel afterwards. The same thing is true for outsourcing. I get a piece of paper and put it into four columns, and those columns for me, I want, I like them to look like what I don't know how to do. What I don't want to do. So those are things that, like, I know how to do them, but I just don't want to do them. You know, maybe it's like the bane of my existence is editing my podcast, right?、Uh, <laughs> but I know how to do it, but I just don't want to do it. And things that you don't have time to do. This is typically things that you do know how to do, but it always—it's the thing that always gets pushed back to the back burner. That could be social media. You know, maybe replying to people that like your page or Instagram comments or LinkedIn requests and stuff, and then. The things obviously that only you can do, and so I typically say outsource the stuff you don't know how to do first, because then you're not spending an hour watching YouTube videos about how to set up a lead page, right? Like you just got that hour back because you outsourced that to someone that does know how to do it. So if you work out of those four columns, you'll quickly see what you need to outsource, what you need to get the help with, because those things that you maybe don't want to do. You could keep doing them for a while, right? But the things you don't know how to do, you should probably get some help there, right? So it, it just is a way to kind of get our brain to flip that switch and see on paper where help can make the most impact for us. That's so good. That four categories. <laughs> that four categories. And actually, in today's show notes, you know, Trevenia is so gracious. I mean, she prepared a giveaway. So do check with the show notes. By the way, can you share with us some common mistakes that? You know, business owners, solo entrepreneurs, we we make when coming to the hire the first help. Yeah, a couple things that I see happen all the time. Probably the number one mistake that people make is they want a unicorn. They want a virtual assistant that is not only going to schedule their travel, but they're going to be setting up their Infusionsoft and creating graphic images for them. And you know, and they might be I don't know buying presents for their kids all in the same week, right? And typically, sometimes you do find people that are like that. You know, that are both very creative and very strategic, very left and right brained. You know, but not often. You know, we have to look at it like we look at our own skill sets and and the own things that we're good at in our lives, and you know, you can't have somebody who's going to be maybe your copywriter also being you know the super detail oriented person. And I think as entrepreneurs, we're busy and we're drowning, and we want help, and so we want someone to kind of do everything, and they could do this and this and this, you know. And I think we have to be realistic with what we can expect people to do. So that's the first thing that I see happen. And the second thing that I think I see a lot of is that people don't know how to delegate. They just don't. You might be an amazing photographer, right? But you have no idea how to run a business. You have no idea how to work with a team. You have,、um, and so I think that's a really big struggle. And so what I try to encourage people to do beforehand. 
is to really start to figure out what they want done and how they want it done and record that, right? Use something like Jing or Snagit or Camtasia, you know, something like that, ScreenFlow, and record how you want the process done because any VA is going to come into your business with their own sort of preconceived like way of doing things. And if it's contrary to how you want it done, there'll just automatically be friction, right? And so if you are dead set that you want, you know, a 14 point font and Arial and you want everything double spaced on your website and your VA puts it in Times New Roman and you're cranky about it, you know, it's just a way to stave off that frustration right at the very beginning. So I think those two things are are really um, misconceptions in the VA world, you know, that your VA is not going to read your mind. Um, and One another pity, thing, they don't read our mind. I know, they don't. And, and, and I think the third and final thing that I think it's really important to educate people on when they're coming into a virtual assistant relationship is that, I tease, that your VA is not sitting at their desk hitting refresh all day long, like waiting for an email from you, right? Like they're, they're not. Typically, most virtual assistants have multiple clients. They're working. And just like we want to time block our priorities, the VA wants to time block theirs too. So they might be working on client A from 8 to 10 in the morning, right? Client B is, you know, a 12 to 2 sort of thing. And so you've got to be respectful of that too. Yeah. Well, for you guys out there listening, you totally did not get what she said about the font, about the the ARIO the and those things. You just know how crazy we are to the detail here. Okay. But we will put that in the show notes as well, in case you don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> but but Trevinia, so maybe then you can give us some tips. What are the specifics and points that, you know, to hire the right team members or right VAs? I say that character and temperament are way more important than skill sets. I think that, yes, we do need somebody that can push the right buttons and do the right things. But I tend to hire for personality first because I can teach someone how to, you know, open up a new WordPress page and, you know, post something. I can teach them how to set up a lead page, but I can't teach them to care about my customers. I can't teach them to care about my overall vision and goals for where I want my business to be. That's got to be like innate within them that they just have that sense of responsibility and integrity within them, that commitment to doing a good job. And so that's what I would say is that, you know, oftentimes people, they post on Upwork or in Facebook groups, I need somebody that can blah, 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 right? Fill in the blank. And they never really, they just want the job done. They don't care who does it. They don't care, you know, about any of those things. And I think that when we're looking for long-term collaborative relationships with people that we want to build a team with, we got to kind of push that, I need the skill set piece a little bit to the back burner. It's still very important. Don't get me wrong. But I think that first and foremost, we've got to make sure that there's a connection based on personality and temperament and character. The way that we do that in our business is we do personality profiles for all of our virtual assistants. You know, we make them take some strength finder tests to find out really where their giftings lie. I'm testing them all along the way for their character and if they align with my values, you know, they don't have to be a believer because I'm a Christian, but, but they do have to share with, you know, at least the values that I hold very dear about truth and responsibility and commitment and all those things. And if they don't, I don't care how good they are at designing a website. I don't care. 
they've got to be able to represent Priority VA really well. And I think that if we focus on that as business owners, we're going to get the right team members. And yeah, it might take an extra week to train them exactly on what we want them to do, but it will be well worth it because we're building that long-term relationship, you know, and building a, a more of a team based on value than based on, you know, what box can be checked off and what task can be done. It's interesting, just before we record this uh, episode, uh, the last guest that we're talking about with uh, P. Matthew, which is the financial side of the business. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about what is the importance for the business. And one of the key points actually is to establish that team culture as early as you can. And this is such a valuable point, what she is talking about, because I saw so many other different suggestion advice out there, say how to hire a VA. Rarely people talk about this part. It's just that, oh, make sure you interview them, make sure that you test out their, their skill and things. But the character, the personality, this part, it's most important. Yeah, Kelly, one of the things that I, I say a lot in, in this entrepreneurial space, it's really sort of the acronym is is really popular, you know, your ICA, your ideal client avatar. And, you know, we, we nailed down who we want our ideal client to be. You know, we can tell you what color shirt they're wearing and how they have their hair styled and what music they listen to. But nobody does that for their ideal teammate. And that makes me so frustrated because if we're going to build successful, high-performing teams, we've got to have the right players, you know, in the right positions and doing the right things in our business. And when we don't take a look at who our ideal teammate are, I think we're missing out on a real opportunity to kind of cut off some of that churn that we have, you know, like, oh, I hired this person from Upwork and it didn't work. And I, you know, I had this person from the Philippines and it didn't work. And, oh, I hired a U.S. And it's just, if you slow down a little bit, like, let's slow down and take the time to find the right person. I think you'll prevent a lot of that sort of back and forth and frustration that people often feel with outsourcing if they would just slow down and get the right seat on the bus. And I will take one step further, actually. When we do that ideal teammate thing, mm-hmm. actually will force as a business owner ourselves to look inwardly, am I that, that ideal, uh, I don't want to say boss, but ideal yeah. business owner yet mm-hmm. to attract that ideal teammate? It's kind of just through this process, that's how we grow. Yeah. And, you know, and I I said once I got an opportunity to speak to a bunch of entrepreneurs once and you were talking about culture and often people think that they don't have one or like they need to start building a culture. Well, we have one long before we have a team. Right. So if we're the person who's always like pushing deadlines and we're, you know, last minute on everything. And, you know, you have you keep 5000 emails in your inbox like you're developing a culture before you even know it. And so I think it's important to recognize that. So when we bring a teammate on, they can kind of come alongside that and they can know, okay, Trevenia is a girl that, you know, maybe she likes inbox zero before she goes to bed at night or she's not going to be able to sleep. Right. And so I need a team that values that because if I have a team that they'll have, you know, 800 emails in their inbox, that's going to frustrate me. Right. Because my culture is we get it and we reply promptly and we are, you know, on our feet and we're quick. And so that's important, I think, for business owners to know as well. And that helps us with addressing our own deficiencies, maybe, that we have in our business and maybe with things that we need to change as well. Yeah. Awesome. And, uh, you know, 
I really have a like, recent have an example from my own team because of this podcast thing going on, and and I did hire a uh, you know a VA and an audio editor, and actually my audio editor Emma, well she will be listening to this because she's the one gonna edit it. She's a, like a superstar. Uh, she used to work for BBC. I'm sure that she will agree to that I say this. That she said that as good as her business has been, but. The point that she started to work with me, and because I start to give her the the exact steps of the process sheets and also the the video to go with it, yeah. and kind of a, a little kick in her real end to say, "Oh, that's what I need to do too for my own business." Yeah. And you know, lo and behold, she just sent me yesterday, you know. <laughs> For the show notes to say, okay,、uh, here is the process of what I need from you. So it's like a one after the other. <laughs> so we were like, okay, this is like this is really to pull each other up, and it's a beauty, really a beautiful thing. It is, it is, and I think we can learn so much from each other, right? And if if Emma's not your hired help. You know, if she's your teammate, then you're going to want to do that. She's going to want to pour into you, and you're going to want to pour into her, and that's beautiful. And I think that is what business should all be about: is really helping one another. Yeah, yeah. So,、uh, Trevenia, you know, it sounds like you're so perfect. I'm sure. I'm, not. I'm sure you you never feel embarrassed or you never make mistake or no. I'm just joking. But but she sounds really perfect, right, guys? So can you share? We gotta poke that poke that balloon now. So is any fun story or or any even embarrassed moment that in your this journey that you can share with us? I have so many. It's it's ridiculous <laughs> how many I have. But、um, I think one of the things that I often tell my clients when they're onboarding with a virtual assistant or they're thinking about this is I often say there will be spilled milk. You know, I think that we do expect perfection when we hire a virtual assistant, and you know, there's a typo there, and so people are upset or whatever. And so I often will share this story that you know I work for a pretty high level entrepreneur and、uh, who has a very extensive email list of about two hundred thousand. People and I sent an email once to her entire list from her Infusionsoft account from her private personal email address. So she sent me a message and she said, "I'm getting these emails, you know, these like reply emails saying thank you or whatever, you know, to my private email address." And I was hysterical in tears, crying. I was humiliated. I was just so terrified. I was like, "This is it. I'm fired. I'm gone. Like, there's no way she's going to keep me. I can't believe I did this." And she was the most gracious human being ever. And it really taught me a lot about leadership because she could have cut me off at the knees. She could have said, "How dare you, Trevenia? That was stupid. You know, you 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 know messed this up or whatever." And we were on the phone, and she said, "You know what, Trevenia? It's okay. I've done stuff like that before."、Um, and she said, "And here's the thing: you're never going to do it again." You know, and I was like,、oh, "I'm so sorry." You know, and I was crying, and but she was just such the epitome of leadership to me in that moment, and it really taught me a lot about the kind of business owner I want to be. My team will make mistakes, you know, but she just taught me in that moment that it's how I respond to my team that is going to set the stage for the relationship that we have moving forward. And I tell you, I would give my right arm for that lady in a heartbeat. I would do anything for her because not only has she taught me how to run a successful business, because I I watch her like a hawk how she runs her business, but she's also taught me how to be a great boss too. So I try to do that, and I fail miserably all the time with my team. But but man, that was such a humiliating. Moment of 
I just, I couldn't imagine getting all those emails, uh, you know, from the wrong email address, but we saved it and it, it all worked out and everything was fine, but it was pretty embarrassing. Well, in the end of the day, you know, we are human, right? Yeah. So that kind of just, uh, kind of another that's a side bonus uh, encourage us for those of us we don't have 200,000 people on the email list yet so if we make a mistake which I did I sent to, to my couple thousand people the totally wrong wrong message and I have to apologize for it but you know okay now I feel better already thank yeah. you thank <laughs> you girl thank you so what is the one that got the MBA moment for you? That moment that you realize your business is way beyond just a business? You know, I've always sort of known that it was, but I had two instances really that, that really drove it home for me. One was several years ago, I was working with a client and, and I was kind of telling her my backstory a little bit of, you know, who I am or whatever. And, and I just happened and it just came so naturally for me. And I said, you know, when God told us to adopt our daughter and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was finishing the rest of the story. And she said, hold on, what do you mean God told you to adopt your daughter? And I said, oh, well, you know, like the Holy Spirit just kind of, you know, really impressed upon me. And I, it was this story. I was like in a drive through at Taco Bell and God was talking to me about <laughs> adopting my daughter. And she said, well, when we get together next week, can we talk about this a little bit more? Cause I want to understand what you mean. And we ended up having this great hour long conversation about God and how he whispers to us in our depths of desperation when we don't know what's going on. And it was beautiful. And, and really I realized I'm not just a VA, you know, I am a light into this world and things that really seem so petty to me, like little of like, yeah, of course God talks to me, could be a life-changing moment. And I was really planting a seed for her about who God could be in her life if she would just allow it. And so that was really beautiful. And then the second thing was, um, we have a, a virtual Christmas party with all of our VAs around the holidays. And and one of the VAs told me, uh, and it just caught me off guard and I lost my stuff. I started crying, but she said, you know, a couple of years ago, I didn't know where Christmas was going to come from for my kids. Like, you know, she was trying to be a stay at home mom and her husband was working a lot and they were always scrambling for like, how are we going to afford Christmas presents? And she said, this year, I know where Christmas is coming from, you know, and I'm not away from my kids. I, I still get to be there with them. And I just really realized that what we're doing is so important and this is God's work, you know, because God called her to be a mom first and a worker second. And she's able to do both without sacrificing her children and her family. And so those are the two things for me that just really prove that, man, God's in this. Even when I doubt it all, God is so in this. Okay. Let me add the third one for you then. You know, this whole podcasting, first of all, is not my idea. Because, you know, when 2012, that when I, when I launched my book and then I got a very nasty encounter of the one of the journalists told me on the face, say, oh, well, this will not work because, you know, you are not, you are not American nor British, you know, this won't work. So that book went on the Amazon bestseller. So that, 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 that's how it worked. And then somebody told me last year, say, a very famous business coach and told me, I, I mentioned to him, he shared what I have going on. And I said, well, I feel the podcast is coming. And that person said, no, I don't think that's a good idea. Same reason. And, you know, afterwards that I come to a point that I, I told to God, say, you know, maybe this is not a good idea. When I went to New Media Europe, when they're drawing out that first prize, which, which I never won a thing, 
I got the free podcast hosting, and God told me, "Well, girl, this is how it goes." <laughs> Afterwards, I still procrastinated for six months, and I told God, "Say who on the earth will be willing to my guest or even listen to the podcast?" God literally gave me a list, and Trevinia, you are one of the female on my list. I have no idea why. And I think because God has seen that you have blessed so many people in a way that probably more than you think, okay, imagine. And literally that we are talking about, you know, people have maybe yeah, two hundred something thousand this, but you are the first female. And I even did not mention to you when I invite you for this interview, because what I figure is if it's God's will and that person. Will say yes, and that person is ready to be blessed. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm honored that you would have me, and I'm really honored, even more so, that God would use me. You know, I think that, and we all have our stories, and obviously you have yours. But I think some of the time, you know, I struggle with with like, what is what is this all for? You know, and is this all worth it? And because it's hard, some days it's very hard, guys. For those of you listening to Kelly's podcast, like I, I have the word truth tattooed on my wrist, and it's really important that we be really honest about who we are and. And being an entrepreneur is hard, <laughs> and there are times when I'm like, I don't know what I am doing here. And things like this help me realize that I have a voice too. And I used to think that I was just the assistant. You know, I was behind the scenes and I was just making stuff happen, and I didn't really deserve or, or you know, get any of the the glory. And I, I never sought it. But what I've realized through this journey is that I have a voice too, and that is very interesting. And so, thank you for allowing me to share that with your audience, and and for allowing me to honor God with the gifts and talents He's given me. It blows my mind, and I'm just so grateful. Yes. Well, we are very honored you are here, and then now you know why you are here. And so, I hope that bless you, and、uh, you know, and just to know that it's interesting. God chose the first female name on my list. It's VA. It's who is helping VA, and that just always kind of God's way that you know the who is hidden behind the curtain, He want to bring to the front to shine a light on them. And、wow. so this is a very special moment. I just, I just very thankful and pleasure that you are here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, thank you guys, and、uh, thank you for listening for today's show notes. Just let give you all more the detail to check all the goodies that Trevenia and her team have prepared for you guys. For all the information and the giveaway from Trevenia we mentioned during the show, please visit kellybarder.com forward slash zero one one. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We know you have given us your most valuable treasure, your time, and we don't take it lightly. We truly appreciate it. Did you enjoy the show? If yes, please share, subscribe, and give us your honest reviews on iTunes, so my team and I can continuously produce valuable content for you. Don't forget all the goodies we mentioned during the show, and my free gift for you, the business blueprint for Christian entrepreneurs, is at kellybarter.com. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode.
Thank you for listening to the Godly MBA podcast. For more actionable marketing tips and strategies and today's show notes, visit www.kellybotter.com.